Okay. We good? Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Not So Famous Podcast. I am Gabriel. I'm Jeremiah. And we're back again for another lovely podcast. Um, and uh, like usual, whenever... So we usually do the podcast uh, podcast after I get off of work. And I go to the gas station, pick you up a Pepsi. Yep. And I pick me up usually <laughs> something to drink. Yeah. And uh, you ever seen this water before? Pansy? No, I've never seen Pansy before. <laughs> it's 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 Pana? Pana? I don't know. I don't know. It's I, natural. I don't water. do the English very well. <laughs> yeah, right. How much do you think this water costs? Six bucks. No, man. <laughs> Half that. Oh, really? Only yeah, three? Three bucks. Oh, yeah. But I was like, wow, $3 bottle of water. And you know what it tastes like? Poop. It doesn't taste like poop. But <laughs> no, it tastes like, like basic water. Yeah. I was kind of like hoping it was like fancy. Is it, It's not a sparkling water? No. Okay. No, it's just basic water. It tastes just like you're just sunny. You know? So it's kind of disappointing. I'm like, I spent $3 on this stupid thing. <laughs> you know? Does it have like electrolytes or anything? No, it? it's just natural spring water from, guess where? Panana? <laughs> no. Oh. Can you guess where? No, I don't know. Tuscany. Oh, Tuscany. Yes. Really? It's very proper water. Mm, it's Tuscany. A, it's a, where's Tuscany? That's Italy, Italy right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm thinking of France. I'm like, wait a second. That doesn't, no, no, that no. doesn't work. No. Oh. Good old Tuscany. So, but it tastes just like too your bad. basic Dasani water. So too bad it doesn't taste like spaghetti, right? <laughs> spaghetti meatballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they have flavors. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. What do you want? Ah, give me the Alfredo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Ooh, new flavor lasagna. <laughs> Which I had for dinner tonight. Lasagna water. Yes, <laughs> it was very crisp. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, right down the throat. Kind of, lasagna sounds pretty good, man. Yeah. It was Stouffer's. Hey, that's good stuff, yeah, though. It is. Yeah. Ain't that bad. I love Stouffer's. They were going in a direction of a different, like, recipe. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, you know, we tried it a couple times. We're like, eh, it's not any good. And then one day we're like, ah, oh, we'll, we'll get it. You know, a good, quick meal. Um, and it went back to the regular recipe. Good. So people complained enough, apparently. Good. We didn't, but we just complained to ourselves. Which is one of the things I, I, I've been thinking about doing, because I like to cook and stuff. Complain? <laughs> cook and complain. Uh, no. Um, Have kids, and then, then you'll hear it. Yeah, right. Um, no, I, I've been... Have you ever made fresh pasta before? Like, from scratch? Yeah. I haven't. I I think Marika has. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking about actually making some fresh pasta. Yeah. Probably will turn out like crap. But <laughs> I'll drink it with my Tuscany water. There you go. Be yeah. like, oh, just the pasta though. No, <laughs> yeah. no sauce. <laughs> yeah, and for the rest of the podcast, you need to call me sir, and you're gonna be watching me drink this water with my pinky out. Okay. Mm. It really is pansy water. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um. So I told you, like, I'm not gonna be able to make it for this Sunday and mm-hmm. do drums and stuff, uh, and that's because. I am launching the fireworks for the 4th of July, which oh, that's right. is on Saturday. Yeah. But we're launching it at 9 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I won't get home till late. And then I have to take tear down everything the next day. I have to leave my house at like 4.30. Oh, wow. 4 o'clock. That sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I have to wake up 
Saturday at four o'clock too. Really? Yeah. Because I live, you know, I live not in town, right, so right. it's a bit of a drive for me. And so I can thank the uh, <laughs> someone from the fire district. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> I bet. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, His name starts with piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what's interesting is we had to take a safety course at the, uh, mm. the fire district. and um, At the fire district? Yeah. So... In our area? Yes. Yes, in our area. Yeah. But they don't, they don't, they're very specific. They don't like to be called a fire department. Oh, because they have such a bigger area now. Yeah. So they don't like to be called a fire department. They like to be called the fire district. All right. So, But I went to their building. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to take a safety course about the fireworks and stuff because they're they're pretty big. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and they burn down stuff. Yeah. And, well, I'm kind of, like, a little nervous about launching these big fireworks because he showed us this video. It's like some YouTube video where this guy's like narrating and showing like these accents that take place that have taken place right. around the world and stuff. And it's kind of creepy because think of this narrating voice. It's like little Timmy, five years old, was <laughs> celebrating the Fourth of July <laughs> when all of a sudden a firework landed and hit him in the face and took out his eye, and now he's blind forever. And like, but this narrating voice sounded like it was like a horror film, like documenting a horror <laughs> film. And I'm just like sitting there going, I was so excited to launch big fireworks, but now I'm going to end up like four year old Timmy, like, <laughs> you know, no leg, yeah. just gimping along. Yeah. Well, they're showing like, like this animated videos of like people with like half their face all burnt up and stuff, you know, and like Jeez. this lady who's like off in the distance away from where they're shooting like the fireworks off at is like get took a firework in the face. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know. But again, the narrating voice just sets sets the tone. So I le- I'm leaving there, going, I don't think I want to do this now. <laughs> Jeez. But I got home and I'm like, yeah, screw it. <laughs> I get to blow stuff up. Yeah, I love that, anyways. <laughs> so, you know. But nice. Yeah. But no one told us like they didn't say we're lighting the fireworks with with this specific thing. So we're lighting it with flares, you know. But no one told us that, so I'm like asking around, like, what are we, what are we lighting the fireworks with? Like a Zippo lighter? Yeah, I'm like, is it, is it like a little dinky <laughs> bic lighter? Like, what are the smokers going to have all the bic lighters? And I'm going to be like, great guys, I don't have a lighter to, you know, <laughs> they light with their own cigarette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it takes a puff. Next, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, then I found out we we're using flares and stuff, so. But I got all the protective equipment and stuff like that. Which, you were in construction. Mm-hmm. Sort of. No, you were. <laughs> yeah. D- drywall is kind of construction. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no. No subs work. <laughs> it's great for once, taking, speaking in the podcast, and not you. Yeah. Majority of the time. <laughs> for once. For once. Uh, Wait till later. No. Yeah. Uh, well, they gave me a, a hard hat, and it was like brand spanking new. Yeah. All right. And I'm like very like, yes. Newbie. New, new. new, Yeah. No scratches. No, it's not dirty. It's brand new. And they both look at me who gave me the heart at and they're like, okay, you have to go mess it up real quick. I'm like, why? And it goes, it's just, you just have to. It's, it's like. Is it, was that a thing that like you have to mess up a new hard hat because like something bad will happen to you if you don't? I never did that. I just hated having a new hard hat. Why? Because it looks so dumb. Like, it's so bright. 
So I throw it on the ground. <laughs> really? <laughs> Actually, we truth be told, we never really use our hands. <laughs> we put them on when the um, like the superintendent be around, and what? <laughs> take them right off. Well, because in our, I'm underneath a scaffolding the whole time, mm-hmm. so I'm constantly hitting my head when it has a hard hat because the scaffolding's so small. Mm-hmm. So I take it off and work, and then if you're on the top, you're against the roof, mm-hmm. and so you can't like maneuver with it. So mm-hmm. I always through it <laughs> yeah right yeah not too far because <laughs> well i got a brand new hard hat and they're like oh just keep it and i was like oh great i have a hard hat in case i go and and do certain things for my job and stuff right. and uh but my friend ended up taking my hard hat and he goes oh, i'll take care of that for you and he goes and runs into the dirt and scrapes it all up and stuff and i'm just like holding it going because i'm very like <laughs> organized clean you know <laughs> and now i got this hard hat now it's all like crappy and i'm like oh thanks man you know you should get a, um, a cowboy one what's it a, a cowboy hat like it's a, a hard hat it's a cowboy hat really yeah they have those they have tons of different kinds that's that's true i'm, I'm sure there so, is he's got one of those cheap ones they probably get from like Lowe's. <laughs> yeah right most likely at least it feels like that but um oh, i want a cowboy hard hat they're cool they sound cool. I couldn't have one, but other people did. <laughs> oh, no, I do not like this. This just this is the worst hand sanitizer ever. Yeah. I guess it's supposed to like really help with your hands though. Like if they're cracking, mm-hmm. I guess that really helps. Just looks awful. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, here's the last topic. This comes from the New York Times. Okay. Critics notebook. Listen, listen. I'm going to I'm going to say the headline and then you tell me your thoughts. Wait, is this the New York Times? This is New York Times. Okay. This is called the Critics Notebook. Okay, the section of their newspaper. Okay. All right. I'm going to just tell you the headline. Okay. And then you tell me your thoughts. Okay? Alright, here we go. Avatar The Last Airbender imagines a world free of whiteness. Of snow. There's no more... (laughs) No snow in the show, Jay. No clouds. No clouds. No ice. I'm guessing there's not going to be no more white characters. Well, this is just The Last Airbender. So they're already... the Aang, Right? Sokka, because we kept messing up his name. Mm-hmm. Um, what we Katara, yeah. Sokka, Sokka, Sokka. Yeah. Um, so are they going to take out every character that's one? No. So they're just saying that the last Airbender does not have white characters. It's not true, but it imagines a world that is more diverse. Than the typical white. Are they trying to like save themselves from being criticized? Now, okay, so this is this is someone wa- like talking. This isn't the creators, right? No, I, okay, this is just someone. Oh, okay, ta- uh, talking about um about it because um yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of white people on that show. 
Well, how do you... My thing is, okay... I mean, it's kind of animated, so it's kind of really hard yeah, to tell. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? It's mm-hmm. animated. Um, but here's something, okay. So if you look at um, Katara and Sokka, they're obvious. Um, they're supposed to be um, Inuit or is that um, Eskimos? Yeah. Like the Eskimo people. Okay, that makes sense. Um, um, if you look at Aang, he looks white. Mm-hmm. So... I can see where they they base his character off of, though. Kind of like that Buddhist yeah, yeah, kind of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally understand. I understand what they're, they're going after that, though, but his character, though, doesn't look like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't. Um, and the one that played Katara, she's white. The one that played Aang is white. The one that played Appa is white. Seriously, D. Bradley Baker um, played Appa. Are you serious? There <laughs> yeah. was somebody that actually played the... Yeah. Wow. Um, it looks like the one that played Azula is white. The one that played Fire Lord Ozai, which is Mark Hamill, he's white. Zhao is white. You know, Mai is white. Well, she was a white. Long Fang is white. Tai Li. Oh, wait, Mai. No, Tai Li is the one I'm thinking of. Um, Princess Yue, played by a white girl. Um, so this this idea, you know, because a lot of, like, I don't know if you heard of Family Guy, they're, so they're, it, they're it, losing their, right, their like actors the that were white. That, Cleveland they, Brown. Yeah. You know which one that is, right? Yeah. No, no, no! That yeah. one. So I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, like, like <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, he's his character because he's a white voice actor, mm-hmm. and stepping down so they get a black voice actor to do a black character. Right. Now, was that article meant for the voice actors or for no, the actual so story? For guy? the actual show, talking about how there wasn't a lot, there wasn't. Um, this whiteness in it. Not necessarily like there wasn't white characters. Whiteness. But the idea of whiteness. And I think what they're saying, because as they're getting further on into it, like this right here, this one thing, it says, um, Aang draws from lessons based on the principle of yin and yang, the workings of chakras, uh, Eastern belief systems like Buddhism, uh, fashions, music, were inspired Chinese and Japanese styles, right? So, that's what they're saying is the whiteness of basically Western civilization, European, you know, based civilization. That's what I think they're talking about. It's like a 1960s samurai movie, right? Done up in Hollywood, and you're like, that is a not correct or accurate samurai movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, is that what you're kind of getting at? Well, no. So, so this idea of um, where it's too Americanized looking, where it's not like no, they're they're saying that they're taking these this world and taking out the Americanization of it. 
So getting rid of that and really focusing on more of the, the, the style is more Asian, right? With the more cultural influence into yeah, the story. Right, instead of having it like, uh, like a, a samurai movie that with white people kind of like in a sense like um, the Ten Commandments mm -hmm. right? the movie the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston everyone's white that's what they're saying mm -hmm. is you're taking out this kind of whiting of this ethnic movie um, and there but in the actual and this is what I think like um If I don't think the author, because usually the authors of the art articles don't come up with their um, titles, the way that the article is written is this idea of um, really like saying how how much of the the Eastern way of doing things is really influencing this, but the the title gives it this idea of it's a great show because they got rid of this white thing like the whiteness is uh, is bad you know and I, when I watched this show I love this show right we spent an hour and a half talking about it um, I I never once thought Man, they only had a little whiteness in here, you know. Or I'm so glad they got they didn't put white in here. Like have those white things in here. It's like that's not that never crossed my mind. Yet it has crossed these people's mind. Like they think in race. They think in oh you're white. This is black. This is a uh, yellow. Therefore. We think on these lines. I never thought of that. Watching this, I just thought, "Wow, this is a rich world with really interesting story that I can connect with." I never thought of Katara. Hmm, well, she's brown. You know, never thought, never crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, and just so, just it just it annoys the heck out of me that this is a part of it. You know, this idea of you have to look um, through everything through the eyes of color, you know, through the eyes of race, rather than um, you, lo you like anime, right? Mm. Uh, you like Yu Gi Oh! So, yeah. <laughs> um, poor man's anime. Um, uh, that's my childhood, man. Yeah. Um, you know, art. I was listening to a guy named Vody Bachman. I think is his last name. His first name is Vody. Um, I think his last name is Bachman. This is a black guy, uh, black pastor, and he was talking about how in the late '80s he um, was, you know, getting his seminary degree and everything. And then he was asked by this group called Promise Keepers. Uh, we're big in the '90s, um, and they invited him to come in, and they asked them, "We." want our churches to look more like our neighborhoods 
you know, so white people, right? These are white pastors, white churches, saying we want our neighborhoods, or we want our churches to reflect more of our neighborhood. We want to reach out to the ethnicities um, in our group. We want more of a diverse um, congregation. Um, and he goes, when I heard that, I realized something. In my church, there was nothing that was never talked about in the black community to have more white people in your church, have more Asians in your church. And he said, I only hear that from the white pastors. Um, and then he said, when I decided to really embrace this idea of reaching across ethnic lines, um, he decided to leave his all-black church and to become a pastor at a white church. And he was called things like Uncle Tom, um, race denier, things like that. Um, and he said there was soft prejudice you know no outward like racism from the white church but there was from the black people from the black church um, and then he talked about how uh, this idea of you never will hear it said that the black church is too black um, but you will hear it say that the white church is too white. And I started thinking about that. And when I stumbled across this um, article, I really started thinking about this. In the United States, founded by white people, not, you know, weren't perfect people. They owned slaves. They did some bad things to the, the Indian population that was here. Um, you have, but in that, in this European context, um, you have a desire for other cultures, right? Um, I was talking to someone just recently, um, an older person, she uh, German um, by descent, and she's like, in all my years, I've probably had Italian growing up Italian maybe twice, spaghetti. Twice because my 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 German family didn't want it. You know, like my father did not like anything other than German food. I started thinking about that. I'm like I grew up eating Asian food, Mexican food, Italian food. And my dad loved food, and so whatever kind of food. Um, Jeff, Pastor Jeff, he, he used to joke that um, I grew up between a Taco Bell and a Chinese restaurant. Because those are two things I love. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about this. We as a culture back in the 70s, we hungered for Bruce Lee. You know, Asian flicks. That's when um, the Asian cinema really came into ours. Um, in the late 90s, you had a, a influx of Japanese animation, right? Anime. With, and you have the soft stuff like Yu Gi Oh! and um, and Pokemon, that was a lot of people's introduction into anime, mm -hmm. and then they start and Dragon Ball Z, and then you start getting into the more Akira and stuff like that, right? Um, and now it's it's so popular. Most most of the teenagers that we work with at least have an anime they like that they follow. Mm -hmm. um, Jack, if he's listening. Um, follows One Piece, loves One Piece, wants us to get into One Piece. And it's like, dude, come on. Um, 
But you know what I'm saying? Like our culture takes culture and really wants to embrace it. You know, um, wants to understand things and and to me that's what makes America so great, right? In the most of the world, it's homogenous, meaning that it is. You go to you go to Japan. The main group there is Japanese, right? Now you come to America, like you go into a state like California. Who who's the majority, right? It's maybe it's white people, um, but you you go to San Francisco area, it's it's all spectrums of the of skin color, of backgrounds, you know. And America is that the unique place that does that. Um, we embrace those things, even in in European countries, sweet, uh, Swiss, uh, Sweden, um, the Netherlands, that type of stuff. They're very homogenous, very, and they are forced by the EU to integrate, or not integrate, but bring over refugees from places like Syria and things like that, which they have really big problems because of that. But we have always embraced, hey, come to us, right? Our, the Statue of Liberty, give us your poor. You know, you're downtrodden, and really, and yeah, we have se- uh, segregated things, but we really try to integrate, you know, into things. And stuff like this really ticks me off because, um, like the Ten Commandments, right? That is a shared history that we have um, as as originally a Christian nation, so it would make sense that we want to make movies about it right um growing up i i want to be you know my favorite character on tv it didn't matter i never thought oh man you know they're black or i i loved blade growing up because i'm like this guy's just cool he's a vampire hunter he's a ninja basically and i loved that i loved ninja stuff and here's my rant <laughs> for the day, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like this just it diminishes one person to say, yeah, this whiteness is bad. Well, this whiteness gave rise to the ability of the avatar being made, you know, because those whiteness saw that, and they said, we we want that it's a good story you know and this is where I think people what's going to happen in our society is you're going to keep demeaning and demeaning whiteness and people are going to stand up and say you know what no more and you really are going to have a race war it seems like it's it's getting hard to even cherish another culture mm-hmm. as as someone as as a white person, I mean, th- when you go to another country, um, have you tried to speak their language? Yeah. You know, you try to learn it. It's out of respect for them. You mm-hmm. know, you try to do your best. To go ahead and learn it. Whatever. To integrate even in a small way. Yeah. You know, when I was overseas, I tried learning, you know, the language in Afghanistan. You know, I tried speaking as much as I could, awfully, but. I, I as, tried as you should yeah <laughs> and there was a a nice feeling to you know you, you felt connected 
like you were you wanted to be a part because you were into that culture but now it feels like if you do that you're a racist mm-hmm. you know you can't you know if you can't go to like a really fancy Chinese restaurant you know even those Chinese restaurants were like the waitresses and waiters are all like heavy Chinese mm-hmm. like American Chinese it's like Chinese oh, yeah. you know so you say something in Chinese and they you know some will actually like oh that's nice like very good you know <laughs> <I'm sorry>. yeah <laughs> um, I remember I went to an Afghan restaurant in uh, in Phoenix and uh, all the, the waiters the, the family was straight from Afghanistan okay and at the end I said thank you in Afghani in Dari and uh, the guy was in shock it's like you speak you speak Dari I'm like, oh, no, like, very little, man. Like, I was overseas and stuff. But he was just so happy about it. Mm -hmm. Because it's like you were, like, you embraced our culture. Like, you came to our restaurant, enjoyed our food. And not just that, you, you know, because me and him were talking about Afghanistan. We talked about the cuisine. I love the food over there. And, you know, so he really appreciated me appreciating what Mm -hmm. his, his culture. But... You know the people that were with me at the time thought I was racist, hmm. and it's like, did you not see the interaction I had with the the waiter? Like he was happy, he was like excited. Right. He's like, you know, but you know, I I can't do that because I'm white. Right. I can't embrace somebody else's culture. I can't enjoy it because I'm white. Mm-hmm. Which that's racism. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it. It is racist. <laughs> you know. When you say, based on your color, you cannot enjoy something or you cannot partake in the, uh, something from another culture, that is racism, hands down. Because you're saying one culture is superior to another mm-hmm. or one race is superior to another. That's racism. And I think what you did was great. What? Oh, Just, well, because in situations like that, it's you're 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 letting someone know that their culture matters. Mm. You know, American culture. One of the things I love about American culture is it is saying all cultures, not all beliefs, but all cultures have something to it. Like I love Chinese culture. I love Japanese culture. I love the cuisine. I love um, the the sound of the language. Um, I've I've said this before. I, I think Asian people are some of the most beautiful people in the world. Um, and if I ever got remarried, it'd be no. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like uh, my wife loves. Um, uh, she thinks that black people are the most beautiful, have the be- most beautiful skin. Um, she loves their culture, you know. Um, and to to say you can't appreciate someone's culture, you're saying that we're going to make a distinction between cultures to where you can't cross the line. You can't say, you know what, I really enjoy your food. You know, I enjoy uh, your dress. I enjoy, you know, this. Um, I went into a 
um, we were in San Francisco, went to Chinatown, uh, yeah, went to Chinatown, and I found this dress, a Chinese dress, and I bought from Marika. And I went in there, and the lady's like, what do you need? I'm like, I would love to buy my, my wife a dress. She goes, let me show you some of the prettiest dress. I go, um, she's like, what what she, what she look like? Because Marika wasn't with me. I don't think she was with me at that point. She came in later. And I said, well, she's about this high, um, blonde, um, American, right? Um, she's white. Uh, this is what her figure looks like. She goes, okay, just to let you know, our dresses aren't made for for her body type, but I have a dress I think will work. And so she took me a dress, and I, I bought, and Marika comes in, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm buying you a dress. Um, and, but the lady, it was not about me being white. She didn't say, sorry, you're white. Our dresses aren't made for you. Instead, she's like, how can I accommodate you? Because I want you to buy my things because I want them out there. I want to make money off of you. Good capitalist, right? But um, I, she had, it was not about when she found out, because if I always said she's Asian, right? If I had married an Asian, she says, uh, which is not uncommon for white people to marry Asians. Um, and I don't think she would, she never treated me or my wife any different and and that's what it is because I found anytime I go to buy something I, I went into a downtown Phoenix we went in to get a haircut and the guys were all Hispanic all Hispanic guys um, and we sat there and we shot uh, shot the breeze <laughs> Shot the other stuff, um, you know, and it was never our conversation never hinged on ethnicity, mm-hmm. on color. What it was is our mutual disgust of government, because they were they're like, yeah, the city of Phoenix is coming in. They're trying to tear out all these um, businesses and stuff, and we're trying to fight it. I'm like, you you got my vote. Like if I could vote for what you guys are doing, I'd vote for you. Like not this guy, but what right. they were doing, and we we agree, like we came together not on culture, but our mutual distrust of the government, you know. And not once did I feel out of place, and yet I was the only white person. Even my son, who was getting the haircut, everyone in there was Hispanic, except for me. And I never once felt like I shouldn't be here because those guys embraced me. You know, they just talked to me like I was any other person. They, they spoke English to me because they could speak Spanish to each other, which I, I, I understand a little bit of Spanish, so I know that they were call, talking crap about me. But, um, but, you know, it never was an issue. Not once. It's amazing how comfortable you'll feel when, you know, when you stop looking through color. Mm-hmm. And I just... I think that's the biggest thing right now. If we just focus on, like, you're not African-American, you're not black, Amer- you're an American, just straight mm-hmm. up. You know, let's, let's stop dividing ourselves. You know, let's, our cultures can intermingle together. You know, you don't have to stay in your white culture over there and 
Look, you can like eat the Chinese food, but that's as far as you're gonna get, bud. Yeah, you lose your money and then get out. Yeah, you can get out. You know, no, come over, embrace that culture, and be a part of it. You know, that's where we connect. That's where our we start appreciating things. Mm -hmm. That's where people start appreciating America. Right. Well, that's we are the melting pot of the world. Right, and we we build a stronger culture that way because we're taking all the good things. We're saying, yeah, bring over this good stuff. Bring over this good stuff. Let's put it together. That's why pizza is so much better in America than it is in Italy because we took it and we're like, this is a good idea. Let's do it better. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, and but that's the thing is we're we're coming together, and this is the opposite of the idea of. Um, because I've been accused of this, of being colorblind, right? And that's not what uh, my thought is. It's not that I'm looking at someone and say, there's no skin color there, right? That's not what it is. It's saying, I want to understand your culture. I want to understand um, and embrace what's good from it. I want to I want to get into it. I, I want the color to be something that enriches but that's not what our relationship is based on, right? Our relationship is not based on are you black, are you yellow, are you whatever. Or it's on that basic, you're an American, I'm an American. My culture is one that says I want to, I want more. I want more of to understand other cultures. I want more to. Um, get the the good things of other cultures to see how can we as a nation better ourselves um, because we are a unique nation and you know compared to any other nation in the world not homogenous or embrace you know there's a great song by um, Brad Paisley and it's American Saturday Night okay. um, I want to want you I'm just going to read some of the lyrics um, because um, because I think it, it's it's a funny thing it says um, so it says she, uh, she's got Brazilian she's got Brazilian leather boots on the pedal of her German car listen listen to the Beatles sing back in the USSR um, she she says um, she's going to meet her boyfriend down the street fair it's a French kiss Italian ice Spanish moss in the moonlight. Just another Saturday night. And then it drops down and says, There's a big toga party tonight at Delta Chi. They've got Canadian bacon on their pizza pie. A cooler full of uh, cold corona, coronas and Amstel light. Okay? Um, and it says, um, You know, everywhere has something they're known for, although usually it washes up on our shores. My great great granddaddy stepped off of that ship. I bet he never ever dreamed we'd had we'd had all of this, and just that's and at the end here it says, although although usually it washes up on our shores, little Italy, little Italy, Chinatown sitting side by side, and that's America, as we have all of this and we integrate all of it, that all the good and we push out the bad, mm -hmm. you know. And these people that write these articles saying it doesn't have whiteness in it. And you know what? It was the white people. I'm not trying to be racist or rude. But it was the white people that said, we want to create a land 
where everyone's equal. It's not about your whiteness. Did they do a good job? For the most part, they did. Right? I mean, our Constitution has stood the test of time. We're coming up on our, our birthday um, on Saturday. And we did a good job there. Did we do the best? No. We we have the black, black eye of slavery. We have the black eye of... Um, of relations with Indians. We have the black eye of Irish slaves, you know, wars in places maybe we shouldn't be in. You know, we've done wrong. But where else in the world would you rather live? And if you've ever been outside of the world, I mean, outside of the U.S., your answer is nowhere. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Because everywhere else does not give you the freedom. Even our our Canadian people, you know, brothers and sisters out there, they're neighbors. Yeah. They keep on their side. Yeah. They're the neighbors that you just see. Uh, Hi, yeah. All right, go inside my house now. Yeah. Yeah. But nowhere else. Mm-hmm. So... America, America. <laughs> Time to start playing the national anthem. Which did you hear about them changing the national oh anthem? Oh my gosh! To John Lennon's "Imagine." Yeah, I am going. That is such. A, that is a Marxist, atheistic. Um, yeah. Tune. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we went from a nice, like, good discussion <sighs> to all of a sudden <laughs> to like, what the crap? I hate that. I Dude, hate that I, song. I hate that song so much. I just hate the way it's sung too. Like there's some like all the people. Yeah. <laughs> you did that really good. Uh I just hate the I I think I'd cut my ears off just so I wouldn't have to hear Gosh. that as a national anthem. It's uh, it is. It is a Marxist atheistic awful. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, look at this. Imagine there's no heaven. Um, no hell below, below us. Um, it says, imagine there's no countries, open borders. Um, no religion. And then you'll be living in peace. You know, imagine all the people living life in peace. You know, imagine no possessions. That is straight up against, like... Um, this idea of self, like, um, uh, this individualism of the pursuit of happiness, right? And the uh, protecting your possessions and things like that. Um, and then this idea of brother brotherhood of man um, and then sharing all the world. How'd that work out for Chaz? That's what they wanted. And it got... They, I, I heard one person say that um, per 100,000, um, Chaz was like 500 shootings, like, like, and the average is like, like 20 or something, <laughs> like, wow. uh, something like that. I would have to actually look it up to really, but yeah, just as, this is a total Marxist atheistic song. And, you know, I don't think that our national... This is a side note. I don't think our national anthem should be a Star Spangled Banner. I think it should be God Bless America. 
it fits more into what um, what our country is. Have you ever like um, that? Like, listen to this. So this is God bless America. Um, it says. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. Um, from the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam, God bless America, my home sweet home. God bless America, land that I love. Oh, that's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and that's it. Like, that's the song. It's just, and then you repeat it. It's a simple song, and it's a, it's a patriotic song. It tells of where we gain our rights, right? We are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. Um, that, and then it says what, um, and it gives the idea from the from the oceans to the prairies. So everything is America, right? Like this idea that not the ocean areas are America, like some people, like some people that live in California and New York think. It's also the people in the prairies. Um, and then this idea of I'll stand beside her. And I will guide her, you know, with, through the, I love this, through the night, through all the, the hardships, all the bad things, with the light from above, from, with God. Like, that should have been our um, national anthem. Um, and the reason I say that is because um, if, you, if you go through the... Um, the most spoken thing, which I I'm not saying that the Star Spangled Banner is bad or anything. I'm not degrading it. I just think we but put it next to the Star Spangled Banner. Put it next to God Bless America. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight over the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rockets were aglare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. The majority of that focuses on a flag, where the God bless America focuses more on America. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that's a bad thing. We shouldn't sing it. It shouldn't be our national anthem. But I think that the hymn, God Bless America, is a better national anthem. Maybe if we would have had that, we would... I don't know. So, that's a rant. <laughs> if we have God Bless America, then the Europeans have God Save the Queen. Yeah. That's true. I think they're the same tune. I think so. Yeah. God save the queen. No. <laughs> oh. But. Well, uh, got anything else you want to edit here? Yeah, we can end it there. All right. Well, if you guys have been listening to this whole thing, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, and uh, hit the like button if you guys want to see more and hit the subscribe button if you guys want to be updated on when we go ahead and upload new videos and uh, leave a comment leave a comment on what your guys is what what you guys would like instead of the national anthem what you guys <laughs> would like you know please don't put imagine oh my gosh please I will cut my ears off um, but uh, yeah, leave a comment on what you guys' thoughts are on that. Um, what you guys would like to hear instead of uh, 
our normal one just to I like to see what people's thoughts are on that but um, as always we'll see you guys in the next next podcast take care bye bye